0: Welcome to episode 103 of the Switch Mania Playcast.
1: Congratulations, we've all survived into 2022.
0: Ah, we're here. We're here and it seems like things haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some things have, I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been it's been insane, it's been crazy. Um One thing we'll have this episode will be Update Palooza, because we got some updates for production on various projects and things. Um, Also, we're going to go over our predictions for 2022 that we would like to see, or maybe we hope to see, or maybe we think are going to happen from the Nintendo Switch. And uh, Barry just found out right before we recorded that I wrote down our predictions from last year's episode, and we'll talk about how we did.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I (laughs) failed spectacularly.
0: Oh yeah, we all did great. It was amazing. <laughs> I think I think JPS is my favorite, so we'll see that one too. <laughs> oh my goodness. But um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy couple weeks. We actually had some episodes come out that were our previous panels. Uh, so we had the uh, Retro World Expo panel come out, as well as the was Gaming Classic panels. Both of those came out over the last couple weeks while we were in our holiday break, um, which was nice. And we have a lot of conventions coming up, Ari.
1: It's going to be a busy year unless COVID shuts everything else down again.
0: I mean, you never know, but... Um,
1: Did you hear just, about E3? Yeah.
0: No, virtual
1: only. E3 announced already 2022 will be a virtual only again this year.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen that, but I've also seen a lot of organizations and things around in my area saying if you've gotten the booster and the vaccination, there's a lot less limitations so i think we're going to see more of that hybrid because it's not covid this is the new norm so people got to learn how to live with it and learn how to operate with it so businesses have to learn how to live with it so i think we're going to see what we saw last year whenever there's some kind of a spike or anything there'll be more from encouraging to wear masks to mandatory masks at some conventions i went to it was mandatory um there were a lot of different protocols some some had to show vaccination cards some didn't um so i think we're going to see that on a case-by-case case based on how severe cases are and things um, until things within the whole pandemic construct become non-hospitalized, right? Like, mm-hmm. if people are going to the hospital, we need to take it seriously and to make sure everybody's safe.
1: <laughs> well, to me, I mean, I think everybody needs to be safe and make their own decisions. Uh, yeah. The hospital is obviously the most serious, but even exactly. to me, even the non-serious symptoms, you know, like the the headaches or the fatigue. I mean, that, they suck, but they're they're doable. For me, the thing that that I'm not interested in is, is the loss of taste and loss of, of smells. Like to me, that like kind of freaks me out because I've heard people have lost their taste for over a year, and yep. like I love food, and like that to me just sounds almost more terrifying than actually going to the hospital. Well,
0: it's also a foggy brain. Like there's some that, um, when they come back from when they're in the recovery session, like their, their brain's like foggy and they can't think clearly. And it's like that to me, it's like, man, what is this doing to people? It's craziness. I have no idea. Um, all I know is that I'm super careful. Um, I always make sure that I'm, you know, I'm getting, if I, I get a flu shot every year, so I make sure I get a, a shot of this too, like whatever, um, and just make sure that you know I'm washing my hands and you know wearing a mask when I when I'm going to be in close vicinity of a big population. That's about it. You know,
1: yeah, I'll tell you this. I think if, even after this whole thing is done, like we're done with COVID, it's completely behind us. We're moving on. I think I'm going to stick with the mask thing uh, going yeah. forward because every, I've got a good immune system, and I'm going to say on average every year I go get sick. Maybe twice, you know, with the common cold, Sure. Uh, you know, allergies, of course, I can't help. But outside of that, I'll, I'll go down for a couple of days days, you know, twice a year. Uh, but since I've been wearing the mask, washing my hands, social distance, all that, I haven't at all. Like all last year and all of 2020, I didn't. And I'm who like, would,
0: who would have thought that cleaning yourself and being more sanitary would prevent people from getting sick? I know. Sick. <laughs> but it's like, you know, there's like,
1: oh, masks don't work. Oh, masks do work. Uh, they work. It's
0: a combination of everything. Cause, it's everything. Cause the, other thing, the other thing you notice is like, even when it came to the flights where there were a lot of people, they were wiping down and cleaning everything. Yep. And it's like, they, it's funny that they made that a point to notice. That. I'm like, well, you weren't cleaning it beforehand? <laughs> like, you, like that's really? A... Like, obviously they weren't, but I'm like, wow. So it's just one of those things right. where it's like, of course, we're going to all be a little more healthy. And 100 percent, like, yeah, I'm going to keep staying as sanitary as we've gotten used to because it's healthier.
1: Exactly. And it's it's yeah. you're right. That's another thing. It's hey, cleaning, cleaning up after things, wiping things down. And granted, when the pandemic started, I went complete, total, like, paranoid. You know, I, I would Since I, was, I would not not that, but I would, I would wipe down the the doorknobs and stuff and you know like with with clorox and I'll wipe down the keys and like my phone if i took it out like a, like i would take my mail and i would leave it for a couple of days before i would open it just to <laughs> make sure everything was hey, gone with
0: a blood with a blowtorch
1: and I didn't do that.
0: Hit <laughs> it with a blowtorch to kill all the bacteria on <laughs> it.
1: But go but after it's like
0: JP with the blowtorch when he tries to steal <laughs> your switch games. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean,
1: and obviously now I'm nowhere near that. But I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm glad I've found this like happy medium where I'm like, all right, you know, I'll still have hand sanitizer out, and if I'm you know touching a lot of things that other people have touched, like at the grocery store, sometimes I'll you know use hand sanitizer after, and sometimes I'll forget, and it's like, all right, but. It's so weird to think about, prior to this, how many people, and I'm 100% guilty of this, uh, would go to, like, the mall, and we would go to GameStops or wherever stores you were, and you would touch uh, tons of different products that other Tops people would the
0: follow. games, yeah.
1: And then... And, you know, in the games, obviously other people looked at it or, and then you go to like clothes stores, you go to shoe stores, you go wherever you're going, you're touching all these things. You're going down the escalator. You're holding onto that handrail that everybody else has touched or the stair rail or whatever. And then you go to the food court and you get a burger and you just pick up the burger and eat it with the fries with your hands and you don't wash your hands. You just don't even think about it. Yeah. You don't
0: sanitize your hands beforehand. Yep.
1: And it's like, I did that all the time. And I know so many other people did. And I do think you, your body does need some of that because you, you need to know what to fight off and I think it is healthy to introduce certain germs you know like as a kid I played in the woods and played in dirt and stuff like that and like most most kids uh, and I think that helped my immune system growing up because it knew what to combat and how to deal with things uh, and I'm not saying you should absolutely get dirty and then eat with your hands like no be sanitary but it's just funny I don't think people really thought about it. Like outside of, like, the people who we, we used to look at and go, oh, you're you're paranoid. Like, look at you with your hand sanitizer. Like, screw that. I'm just eating these fries. Now it's the polar opposite. Now it's like, oh, did I wash my – I should wash my hands before <laughs> I do anything, you know? It's like a polar shift for everybody.
0: Well, everybody, I'd like to introduce you to the COVID Mania Washcast. And, uh, <laughs> this is Barry and Jeff, and <laughs> we're here to tell you to be fucking safe. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you no, mean this is something going forward though, as, we, as we talk about um, You know, different types of conventions So just to go over things Over the next few months of February uh, will be at The Anything Goes Expo In Waco, Texas It's a first year convention in Texas Ran by the same guys that ran Let's Play And the Retro World Series Which there's a bunch of retro gaming Arcade tournaments They're running the convention um, we are invited to come out and do a panel and everything. So I know myself and Stadium Frank should be out there uh, doing that one. And then after that, we have Midwest Gaming Classic Part 2, which we just did a Midwest Gaming Classic, but they're actually doing their traditional one in April. So that'll be the next one after that. And at the end of April, we get into May. That'll be uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. Not sure who's going to that one yet. Um, I'm going to try to go out because I can visit family before I go. Um, but outside of that, like either yourself or JP or somebody, um, uh, maybe out at that one, who knows? We haven't figured that out yet, but for those of you that are, you know, wanting to find us and potentially get those sweet, sweet, rare deals from premium that we may have with us. We always have treats with us. Um, that's where we'll be for the next two conventions. It's really fun. Um, should we talk production?
1: Yeah, let's talk some production
0: production. So, um, Barry being Mr. Awesome Customer Service Doing the best customer service in all of it. Um He has been getting lots of emails on production things So um, let's go over Series 2, Series 3 And Switch Collector Volume 1 and 2 um, yes. Should we stick with Switch Collector first? Because I think that's the, uh, the soonest one
1: Yeah, why um, not? I've gotten emails on all of them
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly So We ordered Switch Collector 1 and 2 and the Perfect Punch-Out book, all three together, um, for production. Those were shipped out and ordered in October. Um, And they've been on a freighter. The problem is, is like, you'll see multiple articles online. The freighters are waiting, like, to go overseas to get ported over there for, like, a long time. There's, like, 200-plus freighters waiting to, to go there all the time. So, um... When they're submitted to the docs or however it goes, we get no tracking. We don't get tracking until it arrives in the U.S. So if there are delays, there are all these extra things, even delays on the states bringing it to port. We're not going to see any of that until it arrives at the U.S. Customs port here. And I think ours go to Texas. So um, we don't see that. So it'll be really interesting. Once we see it, we're going to post it to everybody. We're going to do an update once we get an actual date. But it, has, it should be any time now. should be showing up. Um, it always was six to eight weeks total for entire production of any kind of hardcover book. Um, but with these port delays, it has turned into months. Multiple months. Um, so we're hoping that you know we're going to be able to provide some kind of uh, an update very soon. When the books arrive, all singular updates will be going out immediately. Um, Kickstarter backers. Um, I'm going to be manually inputting those into our system because we've moved um, warehouses since the Kickstarter came out. (laughs) So um, that being said, like we're now at the same warehouse as where Premium Edition Games is done for Higgins Alley Books. So what we're going to do is I'm going to manually put in all those Kickstarter orders, which also means I'm going to make sure everybody on Kickstarter updates their addresses. So people may have moved on you know, the in the time frame, the year that this uh, book has been in production. So there's your update for for Hagen's Alley. Um, that being said, though, Barry, you don't even know this. But as of yesterday, um, Switch Collector Volume 3, I went through the entire digital-only section, reallocated it all, re-looked at it, and laid it out.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So it's um, more games than in Volume 2 but not too many more for the digital only section. It's about 92 games. I want to say right now. Um, It was 110, but like almost 20 of those got a physical release since I did the research a year ago.
1: What's (laughs) crazy is that volume three is just the second half of year two.
0: (laughs) Correct. It goes from actually not even the second half. It goes from October to March. So it's the last five months.
1: Oh, so it's <laughs> less, less, than, a, less yeah,
0: than a Last five months. I split it in the middle. Um, but there are more games in every single section in Volume 3 than Volume 2. So I started with the digital only because I already had everything researched and all the imagery already, uh, all the screenshots already taken for the games and everything. So <clears throat> I'm already working on those layouts. That's not the writing up the text. But I will tell you, the last time I had finished up most of the layouts when we, when we took it to Kickstarter for Higgins Alley this time we're not putting anything up for pre-order till it's ready to order so there'll be a lot less there won't be a whole time frame uh, turnaround because the production cycle is so much longer now mm. um, we're gonna wait till it's already ready to submit into production so it'll be a lot less waiting for anybody who does a pre-order with the book like I may just order it ahead of time and then just do a finite amount of for the print run like make sure it's at least everybody who's gotten a copy, there's at least a copy available and maybe an extra hundred or something, but like maybe I'll only do a thousand copies or something instead of doing an open pre-order and I just order it, um, ahead of time. So that way when people do pre-orders, like they get the book in like a month or less.
1: I think that's smarter because while people are patient, um, there's always that, Hmm. you know, is this ever going to come out? And then, you know, how many? I mean, I'm guilty of this, too. I'll get packages in the mail. I'm like, oh, what's this? And i will open it up and go, oh, I totally forgot I ordered this. or, yeah, we or want someone. want that. <laughs> I've, I've seen people <laughs> post games and they get that. I'm like, what is that game? I don't recognize that game. And I'm looking it up. And I'm like, did I order that? And I search on my email. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I ordered that like six months ago. Like, it's. I guess it may be coming in soon. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know that I go on the uh, physical Nintendo Switch groups and things, and I'll post my doubles. My doubles have grown now, because I keep getting the same games. So, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, I have, like, another 10 to 20 games that I added that I got to put up for sale, because I just ordered two of them. It's like, damn it, I stopped doing I, that.
1: I, I did that, actually, uh, with a foreign import. I did Nintendo Soup, and I did Play Asia, and they both came in. I'm like,
0: damn it. <laughs> damn that's funny though. But yeah, that's the, um, so switch Collector volume three is in route as well as I'm working on the complete NES definitive version of that. I'm not sure if I'm going to call it the definitive edition or not, because I did that for the super Nintendo, but definitive is a weird term. So we'll see what I end up calling the actual title, but um, I am editing in all the Famicom PAL exclusives as well as an upgraded list of the best of NES aftermarket releases. So, you know, the, the late releases of the NAS. Um I'm changing the vernacular of homebrew to aftermarket because really the level that people are producing new games at, it's not really a homebrew anymore. It's oh, yeah. more of like they, we got teams building the stuff and they're building it at a high level. So really, that section is going to be stuff that you would have seen like released as like a licensed product. And then I'll probably do some highlights of stuff that would fit like the unlicensed build, like a re- like passion projects and things as a separate section to keep it short because it's already 500 pages the book. So I kind of want to... And the thing is, is that oh. I also had to... Why it's been taking me three years to do this book is because I've been rewriting all my original reviews because some of those were back-of-the-box like, write-ups like and people didn't really like those. So my style ever since that first complete this book is I've done the little mini reviews. And so I literally had to rewrite many reviews on every single licensed NES game oh while, my I'm God. Doing everything while I'm doing everything else. <laughs> so it's coming along. I'm halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through the NES library. All the other sections are already complete. So it's I got two books that I'm looking to hopefully put a bow on this year, which is a good New Year's resolution. I'd say maybe get a complete, you know, um, the complete NES book out and or. The, ver- the uh, version 3 Switch Collector Volume 3 out um, And that's after the other book That I'm working on is done Which is not a premium guide It's the Twisted Realities Black Box Challenge Novel that I wrote Five years ago that I'm waiting on art for So a lot of shit
1: You're, you're a busy busy man
0: That isn't anything to do with premium <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else is coming out this year with premium and we're even more busy than we were last year. Like it's, it's uh, craziness coming. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, so there's our book stuff. I mean, I know you wrote in volume two, you got your, you got a bunch of reviews that you wrote as well as your, uh, you got a um, little section in there too,
1: mm-hmm. some
0: pictures. So yeah, you'll, we'll, everybody will be able to see Barry and his Pict- pictorial debut inside of a <laughs>
1: book. <laughs> two, two times pictorial debut because not only my real picture there, but I'm I'm assuming I haven't seen the book, but I'm assuming there'll be a playcast uh, hey, thing I put a, at the I back. Put a cloud over your head. Yeah, with, uh,
0: no. with with, the, <laughs> with
1: the, the updated picture as opposed to volume no, one, no, which the,
0: the cloud, the cloud. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I used the, I used our current picture for this, which may playcast, which is your new image. So, but but in the first
1: book, the playcast is there and my name is there, but it's the picture of just you and JP because I didn't have a picture at that time.
0: Exactly, we were waiting forever for Sarumaru to get some artwork done that never happened. Oh, Saru. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh now, well. if only we could get Sarumaru to port FX Yuki to the Switch, we could talk physical. Hey, I'd, I'd be all for that. Yeah, FX Yuki's awesome, but. That would be cool. Um so yeah, that's the Higgins Alley side though. Like I don't plan on, you know, stopping doing books and I've always worked on them in the in the um on the side, you know, doing doing books and such. I just um you know the priority is going to be our Nintendo Switch releases. That'll always be our priority. So
1: speaking of, do you want to move into series two?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So um everything within series two for Demons Tier Plus is shipped out. Um, and the standards, the retros, the retro fighter versions of a robot named Fight have all shipped out. Uh, any type of combination orders, which includes anything with Series One that included the Robot Named Fight Deluxe editions, are now still waiting to be shipped. Um, and as the update as of this week, when it comes to the um, when it comes to the Deluxe Edition, is that it is finished completely finished printing and is now getting to its freighter position it is on it is waiting either to get on the freighter or it, it is now out of our purview um but it is in shipping now um the one major update that we did barry is what with the deluxe edition we had one major change it's very minor actually but i consider it a major change with what the deluxe edition change? Yep, we did one change unannounced with the Deluxe Edition that'll be different. So if you have Pigeon Dev and Robot Night Fight next to each other outside of the art that's different, there's one change. you know what that is? No. So when you opened up the Pigeon Dev Games Collection, right, Mm -hmm. and you got the Deluxe Edition, the hardest thing for people was to get the case and the book out. Oh, yes, I do remember this. uh, edition. The biggest update that I did this time is is that we made the call to put a notch on the side. So it's a very small thing, but I feel like it's a big thing because now you'll be able to take your fingers and pull those right out easily. Um, the reason why it's always hard on the first one is because, number one, we're making the Neo Geo As cases fresh from the plants. And the book has a seal on it. It has the shrink wrap on it, so it sticks. So now you'll be able to pull it and wedge that out of there and be able to get that out of there, which will be nice. So then everybody will be able to you know, easily get their things out of there. Because I, I know some people were doing that, and I saw people on Unboxing banging it on the tables and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we got we to gotta update that. So that is the major, major upgrade uh, for that. And that was a small thing. Um, I think it took a one day delay. <laughs> well worth a one day delay to get that done. Um that that's freaking deluxe slipcase looks so cool though. Um that's the one that looks like eyeballs and glowing eyeballs and stuff. That's Erica that's, designed that.
1: I can't wait to see it.
0: <laughs> oh, so cool, so cool. Yeah, so that one's the uh the deluxe now. When we say that, okay, so we um we don't really know when the switch collector stuff is is going to ship. We're hoping it's going to ship within the next we it will arrive within the next month or so, which means if it just started shipping um you know overseas, we're hoping to get them by like March. I mean, that sucks. But like we're hoping that we get them in by March like it we hope it doesn't take more than a couple months to freight ship. Um the thing is and we've talked about it like it is as a business it's not reasonable to air freight um thousands and thousands of pounds cuz that's what it is it ends up we'd have to fill an entire a premium plane the whole plane would have to be dedicated that's how many that's how big these pallets are that's have all these games it's why you have to do freight and so it takes a little bit longer yeah, we can't afford to do the flight we'd have to charge probably like $1000 a game so um so that's our series two and as people know as i'm as we're doing our classic um our classic recording i actually got to the house and i got two packages sitting at my house boy i could do a live unboxing like like here during the episode
1: see what we got that would be interesting um, well, at, least, at least you're arriving at your house To find the packages as opposed to pulling a JP Where you just get up and go check the mail While we're <laughs> recording
0: Well I just keep recording And keep talking while we do
1: <laughs>
0: And the only thing at my house right now Is my dogs who aren't going to bark at me Coming into the house They just look at me <laughs> The puppies Wagging the tails Oh yeah, wagging the tails So we got um series 3 to talk about yes we do what are you tracking with series 3 barry
1: with series 3 i am wanting to know when those uh when what the whole process of you know getting it out there for people because i know production is running along but it was a little Mm -hmm. bit of a delay with uh, one of the games unfortunately
0: um so basically um the parts for to pull back the you know pull back the curtain like we like to do, the parts that take the longest time when it when it is um, in terms of physical production is doing things like a lot check with Nintendo mm-hmm. as well as Nintendo of Japan approving different aspects of physical production, and so essentially um, what we are waiting on is Nintendo of Japan for approval for one item. Um and cartridge label,
1: a, I believe, right?
0: Yeah. Nintendo Japan. Everything else, every other piece for every game is approved. Um, we're just waiting on one cartridge label and we're waiting on price settings, which is an interesting one. One of the games we had to um resubmit ourselves, so it ended up having to reestablish pricing. It was it was a thing. So I'm I have a, a question out with our Nintendo rep so that way we can get the pricing established for that so that way we can literally give them money. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting to like to kind of follow that
1: process too about making a, a new build to include like the DLC unlocked and yeah. all that stuff. Like, that was something I wasn't sure how
0: it was. Yeah, done. so, um, so what uh, interesting Barry is alluding to is that with Mighty Fight Federation, it is cross platform as we've talked about, right? So, so like, if you're playing it on PlayStation, you can actually um, play online versus somebody with our physical copy on the Switch. What that means is it's not a traditional one-to-one cartridge that we're making. You have to apply it a certain way with a certain, like, patch add-on, weird DLC patch add-on thing on Nintendo's um, portal. So, basically, um, we had to you know, go around about way. And the developers have been awesome in the whole situation. The guys making um, Mighty Fighter, amazing. And the digital publisher is great too, because they have a separate, different digital publisher since we focus primarily on physical. Um, They've all been awesome during the the process. And we're seeing a nice um, nice headway with it. That all should be sorted out by the time we're able to do all the physical together. Um, The other thing is though, is that we order certain items overseas, right? Yes. And so everything this week has been submitted and is ordered overseas. Um, That includes all the the production. And so we'll give listeners of our Playcast a special secret that we haven't really told anybody about one of the other items that is a major upgrade. And something everybody's going to see immediately when they get their copies of the standard edition game. Um, we are upgrading all of the slip cases, right, Barry? To the thicker, yes. So, so they're all going to be thicker cardstock. They're going to be in a like, in our opinion, probably the best slip cases that are out there um, that we've seen. So, like, our current slip cases are awesome. They're like in on par with some of the best ones now we're going a level above um that's what happens when people compare us to working designs we're gonna go above (laughs) it's like sorry but we're gonna make it crazier um also though we're adding foil to things so you're gonna see some craziness (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah working up that working designs name hey whatever works but like it has to make sense though of course so certain ones won't have foil because like um certain some of the visual aesthetics that were on the mighty fight federation that we um that we you know shared on all the the, on the website and everything some of that didn't make sense to foil so like if we're sitting there and foiling um some of the logos for example but if the logo stylized to look like colors like that are similar to a capcom or something like that we're not going to foil that silver when it's yellow or something and we're also not going to do silver and gold foil. That'd be gaudy. So like on the same piece. So um, yeah, so I, I made a lot of different choices. It looks really cool. Um, so those of you that, you know, have Robot Name Fighter Demons Tier Plus and you look at the manual with the foiling, you're going to get an idea of what we're, we're doing. And you're going to see a lot of different unique pieces that we've added it to. Um, it's going to be really awesome.
1: I can't wait so. till we can start seeing those unboxings because I think that's one of the the things that I love most is just to see how creative people are when doing that and their reactions uh, when they see things like they open up Robot or Demon when and they see that foil for the first time and the and the gloss on the the manual it's like whoa hold on
0: <laughs> yeah that's um, awesome yeah so I mean you know, that being said. You know, those all those pieces, you know, it's I think 36 different items um, and all of those items. Yeah, because premium edition, we're not just doing, you know, typical updates, but all that stuff is ordered on um, the hand drawn game guide for Cathedral, by the way. Uh, I know you've seen a couple demo a couple. sheets
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it is I have, I've seen the whole thing. It is amazing. I mean, that is going to be a jaw dropper. Um, for a lot and it's like Something that hopefully you know Phil Will do want to do more for us with these In the future because it is perfect It's a perfect little Like segway treat into You know the, the the Realm of Cathedral it's so cool So that is Also ordered with everything Um And it all should arrive I mean We're hoping that it arrives at the same time If not before a robot named Fight Deluxus Um we should be good to go. Everything should be shipping. And that'll be great. And then we'll be ready to, because once all that stuff starts shipping, everyone, then we're going to start talking series four. Not, we're not talking series four. till y'all get your games. Yes. <laughs> and that means like we have to start shipping games. Like we're not going to wait till every version is shipped out. Like <coughs> with the deluxes. And there's a reason why we didn't have a deluxe with series three, because the series two deluxe is not shipped. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I think one of the hardest
1: parts of frustration is because, you know, people who go for the deluxe they're they want that amazing package and I don't blame them and they're, they're truly showing us, uh, their full support. And unfortunately they have to wait the longest to get their game and to play their game. Uh, and obviously it's well worth the wait and, and all that, but it's still kind of unfortunate that it's like if you tie all your games together and then there, there are orders of people who just discovered us during Series 2 with Robot Deluxe and then the retro editions of of Demon's Tear and Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev, and they haven't had any of our games yet, and they're all being delayed by that.
0: And yep. It sucks. It delayed really does. Delayed by the COVID. <laughs> like the, All the port delays stem from COVID, because the last port delay was because of what I'm being told is because of all the testing kits going out, the COVID testing kits. That makes sense. I mean, Isn't they're higher crazy, priority. Though? Isn't that crazy though? Like, it's just like real-world stuff prevents you from getting your video games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's happened with a couple things too. Either even other games, uh, like uh, for example, last year, Tales of Arise, the uh, collector's editions were delayed. Um, by several days, and Bandai Namco had to send everybody who bought the collector's edition digital copy of the game to make up for it because you weren't going to get the game on you know, launch day.
0: Yeah, that's why, like us as a, you know, a um, indie company, like we can't be doing launch days because there's way too many items outside of our control that we do. Because when we're doing production with facilities, we're at their best. If it was just our own stuff, then that's a different beast. But yep. Craziness, right?
1: That's the world we live in now.
0: And I mean the thing is, Barry, it's not like we're not doing another deluxe. Like no. I am I outside of all these other book things, I am starting on the premium guide for Sunshine Anthology, Camp Sunshine, Sunshine Manor. So that is a real thing that's happening.
1: That's going to be a nice one, too, when it comes in. A lot of people have been asking about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it's insane. What the hell is this? So I, I opened up um my packages, Barry, for a live opening.
1: I gathered that when I heard the butter of like bubble wrap being pulled. Oh,
0: my God. This thing's huge. So, so one thing that I got, an um, NES game called Oof McBrewster's Haunted House Adventure. <laughs> it's a little platforming game on the NES that um somebody made um looks awesome and then um i got a book called rad plastic mm. it's about it's about action figures and things and more specifically nintendo or a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle action figures and it is huge that's why i was like what the hell is this, this is big like almost as big as uh the punch out book that i'm doing because the punch out a books big even book even, yeah punch books even bigger like this one i think is thicker though actually but it's huge like stuff's crazy man um the other thing of so we're talking about updates i did ship out all of the challenge patches for from the month of december so i went and the, let this week i actually went through our patch list and shipped them all out so everybody who did a challenge or an unboxing in december and probably the first couple days of january got there <laughs> are getting their patches they should be arriving soon seeing posts and everything so that's nice. cool yeah so that's yeah. cool and then um yeah so I, I do those all by hand so usually like once a month i'll just sit in my um sit in my garage and listen to some music and do some do some shipping yeah we were talking and talking before about
1: uh you know series four as i say, mm-hmm. it was a, a funny instance earlier this uh, month Uh, I was on the game deflators podcast and, uh, great guys been on them before for multiple times. And, uh, they, they said to me, they said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Barry. So what's that? He's like, I've watched the series three direct now multiple times. I said, well, thank you. And they said, still can't figure out what that tease is. And it's driving <laughs> us crazy. I said, "Well, it wouldn't be a good tease if you could figure it out instantly, would it?" I said, "It's going to be one that you'll probably kick yourself when you find out." But, but that, thank you. That that tells me we made the right choice with that tease. Uh, yeah, I thought you'd get a little kick out of that. People are still trying to figure this out.
0: Uh, we had somebody yell it out at Midwest Gaming Classic. One person figured it out, and I was like, "Yes, somebody knew." <laughs> And I think but, uh, somebody in the chat during the direct figured it out too.
1: Um, there were a couple people that did uh, send me DMs on Discord that did figure it out. Uh, but there we go. but I'm and I, I told them I said you you know you you're you're right on what you heard. Um, but I, I like it being this kind of, you know, considering the direct was what early November, uh, really early November, and it's still two months later not like fully public knowledge and love that i love that hey, let's, let's do
0: a um let's do a play cast challenge um since we're on Acre, right um yes. who comes goes on anchor and leaves us a voice message and they know what it is and even if you already verified it that's fine um leave a voice message and if you are correct i will send you a patch Oh! I will you send go. you a, a a patch. I will I will send you either C- series one or series two unboxing patch.
1: Hey, there you go. That's a pretty sweet deal right there.
0: Because we bring those patches sometimes to conventions as well and find us in person, so this will be a, a premium one as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so patch you can get a patch. All you got to do is leave it on anchor, um, and you go to anchor. You can. You, there's a link just to leave us a uh, leave us some feedback. Another thing I've noticed is we um we do have on I don't know if it's Spotify. I put up questions because you can do it directly from Anchor. You can put questions, and we actually had some some people leaving some feedback on there. I'd like to see more feedback when we ask Ooh. questions like favorite games and things. I don't have it pulled up, but um yeah. So there are people that are interacting with us.
1: Barry. Oh, that's great to know. I didn't even know that about yeah, that on Spotify. Like the,
0: that was a new thing that popped up
1: yeah oh awesome
0: yeah so i like um, i
1: like getting in directions
0: should we jump into the topic of the episode
1: yeah yeah the predictions
0: so let's do um for predictions for 2022 how about we go with our accuracy for predictions of 2021
1: yeah, I was going to say, let's start with 2021 first. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm just going to put a disclaimer here because we, we mentioned this briefly before we started recording. Uh, Jeff went back and listened to the episode. I yeah. don't remember what I said. and I probably have a document somewhere on my computer, but I don't remember exactly what I predicted for 2021, nor do I remember what Jeff or jp did so when jeff goes through and says my own predictions i'm gonna be hearing it like you guys for for her (laughs) remembering it for the first time
0: (laughs) so so i will say i'm gonna start with what we got really wrong and then i'll start with what we got kind of wrong okay (laughs) i like how how nothing right (laughs) no actually we were we were okay um and we'll do the same thing this year where we'll see like our what we think and what we hope type thing so, um, first of all, we'll go with JP because it's the worst <laughs> out of all of them. Um, Golden Sun comes to the switch this year. Yeah. That's that what he wanted in 20 It wasn't even announced. Golden Sun wasn't even a thing. Like he's just throwing craziness out there of something. Um, so, uh, the next one. Go with, um, Barry. And he, he says, Nintendo is going to buy platinum games and grasshopper games.
1: Uh, you know what? They didn't. They, you know, No More Heroes 3 came out. We still yeah. know Platinum uh, you know, is doing stuff, but <laughs> I still think they should. I think but you know what? Oh, I, I thought they about... definitely
0: should, but they didn't <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know why they didn't though, and I thought about it. There's no real reason for them to do it when they're already developing games for the Switch and Nintendo doesn't have to spend money to get those games. Like they're already coming. So and they're still
0: like yeah. Xbox Game Pass is gonna try to pull them? Like, yes, and then they'll do something. Up. Yeah, exactly, hundred um, percent. Now let's go with mine. I said I will not concentrate on Mario at all. Zelda. I also don't think they're going to do any Metroid, but I hope they do. You were wrong. That Metroid 100%. Prime trilogy should come out. So, only thing I got somewhat with that one was I hope that they do Metroid because they did yeah. Metroid Dread. But yeah. I didn't think that they're going to do anything. They did a couple Mario things this year. Yep. They did. They did some Zelda. Um, but I said they're gonna focus on Zelda.
1: They Zelda. did not focus on Zelda at no, all.
0: No, no. So I was like wrong.
1: Like not <laughs> even. <laughs> all they did was uh, the Age of Calamity uh, DLC, Skyward Sword HD, and the Game yeah. and Watch. That's it.
0: That's I mean that's three things. That's a lot. Um, and Nintendo did say years ago, and I'm gonna actually have this in alignment with my predictions when I do one. Um, that they're gonna do one Zelda thing a year, one yes. major, one major Zelda thing a year. Um, which is like a game. So Skyward Sword was yep. that major thing this last year in 2021. So that will be in alignment with what the prediction. Yep. I mean, there's obvious predictions for 2022. But um, maybe I'll just, I'll do an, I'll do, I'm going to do this year with obvious. And then what, and then likely, because the Nintendo doesn't always go with the obvious. So,
1: yes. That's um,
0: great. <laughs> um, so let's see. Fairy now. Barry says Mario Galaxy Two will come out digitally when they when the um the what was it the Mario Collection goes 31st. out of stock. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. you said you said Mario Galaxy Two will be out digitally on the eShop.
1: That um, did not, not only did that not happen, but they didn't even re-release the three games of 3D All Stars digitally, which I also expected. All them to the do.
0: Mario games will come out digitally after the physical sells out and unavailable. They did bring out Mario 64 though, so you got one.
1: Yes, I did. You yeah, yeah the, the NSO.
0: You get one. <laughs> That's why I said those were the ones that were okay. Um, and then and, and mine would be only okay because I hoped that they would do something with Metroid. That doesn't really count. <laughs> I, did, I, I do have said that they're going to do a Metroid 5. I would have counted it, but I did not. <laughs> I did not say that at all. <laughs> so I hope funny. they
1: release a game. Does that mean I guarantee myself a yeah. win?
0: <laughs> so here's the one where I had the closest at anything. I said, Nintendo will not be doing a Switch Pro, but will release a minor upgrade. Yeah, that's pretty Ah, damn close. (laughs) I got it! I did that, because I I literally said Nintendo will not give us a Pro. They're going to do some kind of incremental upgrade. And they did. They did the the OLED and and the better you
1: It was kind of general, though. You didn't get into specifics of what the upgrade would be.
0: I never will, because I don't go to the tech side. Um... Yeah. So that's so we were pretty pretty poor with our predictions everyone. <laughs> what wait,
1: JP only had that one prediction?
0: That's all he said. Actually the funny thing was, I only got my predictions and your your second prediction because we were just like doing a dialogue, and then when we got to the predictions, we went Barry Nintendo's going to do Platinum JP, and then he just went to the game of the episode that we were doing. He skipped me. He didn't realize he skipped me. It was pretty funny. I was listening to him like, man, he skipped me. <laughs> 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 what the hell, JP? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Good, good I don't old even JP. Know what the prediction was then. It was pretty funny though. <laughs>
1: Uh, we were we were pretty bad, but I'll I'll say that I, I did better than I usually do, I guess, by getting a little partial with that with Mario sixty four NSO.
0: Yeah. And hey, all I gotta say is I'll start. Um I'm gonna have categories of I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I have prediction with hardware, prediction with games, and then um and that's it. So I'm only gonna do one game, one hardware, and I'm gonna cover Zelda this time. Um but with my hardware one I'm going to do what I did last year. So that way it comes true. Like it did with Metroid direct. So Nintendo, my prediction, Nintendo will not do a switch pro this year. (laughs) All they're going to do is stylistic upgrades, which will go in the line with my other prediction of a themed console release. So, so they will do like a Zelda breath of the wild two console release for the holidays. You know, I, I think that's
1: safe. I mean, I, I've been predicting some kind of pro for a while now. I think most people have oh, they uh, want it. because we want it. Um, I think that we're going to see zero. I mean, maybe a console color like a Zelda edition kind of deal. Yeah, but I think we're going to see, yep. see zero console upgrades. revisions or upgrades. And I think that 2023 is going to be the year of Switch 2. So we're not even going to get that Switch Pro. I think.
0: So, so Barry, if you want to get technical, do you know why they're going to do that? Because I have yes. a, a, a theory. I have a theory the, too. It, so my theory is Steam Deck is releasing. Nintendo is going to monitor the sales, monitor the feedback, see everything regarding that. And depending on how that does and where the community <clears> feedback goes is how they're going to align... 2023 whether they go more tech and continue the switch line or they go something crazy nintendo and make a fun little toy trinket like a Wii style out of the left field they're going to monitor what's going on even with like the psvr2 they're going to look at everything that's coming out in 2022 and kind of align their 23 with that as they're working on things in the background because nintendo is notorious for Working on like two and three different things all at the same time, and some of them never come to fruition. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to say the reason for it is if you look at Nintendo's history, historically, Mm -hmm. they do a five year console run. The SNES was 91 the N64 was 96, the GameCube was 01, and the Wii was 2006. All five-year runs. Oh except yeah. except <laughs> when a console was either doing extremely well or extremely poorly. The NES was more than five years. It was doing extremely well. The Wii was six years. It was doing extremely well, except it teetered off at the end. The Wii U was only four years because it did extremely poorly. The Switch is doing extremely well. So there's no reason for them to introduce a Switch 2 when the Switch is still selling. However, now that the PS5's been out for over a year, the Xbox Series X has been out for over a year. You mentioned the Steam Deck is coming out. I think they're going to be looking into 2022 as a year for the Switch 2 uh because the PS4 and the Xbox One are going to be dying off. Uh, Sony and Microsoft both stated they were going to do about two years worth of continued support, uh, which that will be the end of the two years. And third-party developers are going to have a harder time publishing PS5 Series X games to the Switch versus PS4 Xbox One games. And Mm -hmm. to keep that third-party going, I think they're going to say, all right, at this point, it's going to be six years. We're going to do a Switch 2. Uh, they're not going to stop selling the Switch. They're going to leave it as a lower-end model, probably drop the price, let it for, you mm-hmm. know, young, newer newer buyers in will buy into this great library. But I don't think they're going to do anything for those reasons in 2022 and 2023. We'll see the Switch 2, and that's why.
0: So so on top of that, um, I did a live stream with uh, Stadium Frank um, on our Twitch channel, yes. on our Premium Edition Games Twitch channel. And this is actually part of our conversation. And so we're in agreement with the Switch 2 talk. However, the Switch 2 will be an iterative upgrade like an iPhone you know, th- 12 to 13. So the whole text is going to remain the same. The whole cartridge mandates will ret- remain the same. Because why would they change it? All they got to do is put the inside just upgrade the size. So, yeah. um, so basically, it'll be something like – and Frank actually put it perfectly – he was like, it'll be Switch 2 or whatever they call it. And then some of the games will be like best played on or only played on Switch 2, but it'll still play everything from the Switch. So then some games won't work at all or won't work well, which would be a bad idea on the original Switch. So like if you try to play on an original, if I had an iPhone 4 and try to play new iPhone games, some aren't going to work on there. They're just not compatible. And that's kind of how we're moving yeah. With this with this whole hybrid thing, and if Nintendo does that, that's very smart of them because it won't isolate the current market, which is freaking huge. There's so many damn games on the Switch, so many indie games, and it would be smart for them to do that so that way they can support easy ports for the newest version of Unity and all those different programming softwares from a PS5 and an Xbox Series X to. The Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever. Nintendo Switch X. We've seen Nintendo
1: do this before in the past, even with other things like, uh, you know, 3DS games versus new 3DS. And it plays better on new 3DS. Uh, We see it now with Microsoft, you know. Oh, here's
0: the the one release. Let's hope that they don't do it like they do the new 3DS, where it's like four games. (laughs) I hate that. Well, I think
1: we're going to see games be bare minimum run on the regular switch except for some uh like like i just mentioned microsoft if you look now at SKUs, you'll pretty much see playstation 4 playstation 5 and xbox and the xbox one is for both xbox one and xbox series x and if you put it in depending on which system it is that's the version you get where ps4s have the upgrade available and the ps5 is just the ps5 I think you will see games like Flight Simulator, for example, uh, on Microsoft Xbox One. It is literally Xbox One X only. You can't put that on the the original Xbox One or the Xbox One X. It is Series yep. X only. And that's because it needs more power. So I do think we will see some games that are Switch 2 only. I do think we're going to see more than four. Uh, I do think mean, oh, that- if,
0: if they're smart, they it will. And also, let's hope as premium edition games that they lower the damn minimums on switch one games and we can do more switch stuff <laughs> here's why while, i don't think that's would, happening while i would absolutely you know support the next switch as a physical publisher um having lower minimums means we can do um some extra
1: games you know, oh yeah no i i agree and i would i would hope they would lower the minimums they're not going to anytime soon because why would they if they're still you know getting games to to run the factories, and there's there's a constant influx of games. There's no reason for them to lower the minimums at this point.
0: I mean, if we're able to submit double the amount of games to them with a lower minimum, and we're then going to order more quantities ho- total, then well, let's let's would. let's say yeah, only if in that case, let's so, say so they I'm lower saying, the minimum. If they lowered it to three thousand copies, and mm-hmm. we order two games, and we're, or we could do one game at five thousand, we order an extra thousand copies.
1: That is correct. In go. in that case, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. However, that's only if they they see that influx, and there's always there's never that guarantee. And if they even nope. care, to them, five thousand copies could be like whatever, you know. Like it's it's chump change. It's like like if you're already making millions upon billions, and it's like oh, well, you just got a couple hundred thousand. Okay, cool, whatever, sure, whatever, whatever it is. Like it's well, not as I will, I will
0: say that. Um... They, I I feel like, the reason why I I feel like they're going to lower it, though, is because it's already 3,000 in other regions.
1: I hope you're right. Nintendo of America has proven once, you know, time and time again that they're completely out of touch with their (laughs) client base. They clearly don't give a crap about the collectors nor about the the American, and when I say American, I mean Canada and Mexico, too. Like, North America, they don't give a crap about any of us. And they've proven it. They've proven it. They're out of touch. (laughs) Operation Rainfall happened because they were out of touch. The Hyrule Warriors and Mario Kart 8 Special Editions only giving us 500 copies in one store for the entire continent of North America on those two IPs shows that they're completely out of touch. And they continue to do so. They won't give us Earthbound 3, Mother 3. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that. out of touch. Like, come on. People <laughs> want that. You know hey. people want that.
0: Hey, Frank asked me if I could publish any game what it would be instead a Mother Collection. Maybe we're going to yes. be doing Mother 3, Barry. I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with the Mother
1: Collection. They'll put Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound in there, too.
0: Yeah, all of them. Like, then Premium Edition Games gets it. Like It's perfect. Uh, no, heartbeat. 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 Heart. I would do it. I mean, there Text. are certain... So there would be no question that we would be releasing. Oh,
1: no question. And then... Uh, and the whole steelbook thing where, you know, Nintendo of Europe does steelbooks, Nintendo of America won't even do it. And it's like, the steelbook already exists. All you have to do is say, we'd like to print an extra 1,000 or 2,000 copies and put it available at in-store.nintendo.com and, and watch the money roll in. I mean, it's it's not like they have to design it or go through all the – just print a couple extra thousand. You I know, just think
0: that they don't want to deal with the shipping because that's what we're dealing with. And it's super expensive and makes it, like, out of realistic price ranges. Uh, doing a steelbook That's what makes it expensive um, Yeah but they're already Europe, printing it to begin with <laughs> No but what I'm saying though Is not the printing cost Barry the Printing costs are, are inconsequential It's that Tendo Europe it's already in Europe being printed So it's zero dollars for shipping essentially It's like a couple bucks Versus thousands to get to the states And you know what if
1: they charged 19.99 per steelbook Plus shipping uh, Those things yeah. would sell like crazy they, w- they would not be selling at a loss They would be selling at a mm-hmm. profit Nintendo no, does not it. I'm off.
0: not saying that they wouldn't not make money because Nintendo has proven that they. For some reason, sometimes they just don't like making money.
1: Yeah, um, that's my
0: point. Is that they're out <laughs> of touch
1: with what makes money. Yeah. Um, even and, and that's why
0: you're right that they're not going to lower the minimums because they're like they, they're just like not <laughs> going to think of touch. it like they're not going to think of it like that. And
1: I mean, like, oh. if, if Nintendo took a first off when you look at a Nintendo physical release, right? they're disappointing. They're bare minimum. They're white, usually, on the inside, or maybe some legal mumbo-jumbo. You get the game, and that's it. Like, it is bare minimum releases here in the States uh, and elsewhere. But if Nintendo looked at the industry, they're aware of limited-run games, just for example, right? They are aware of this whole small print they're they're I, aware I of hope, us obviously. i
0: hope they are since they license all of us yeah <laughs> they,
1: they they license exactly they're aware of us they're aware of of hard copy they're aware of super rare they're aware of special reserve they're aware of all of them right so if
0: they Ex- realize except for they're, they're not aware of worn collectors because worn collectors never authorized
1: but that's okay. correct <laughs> they, my point is they're aware that there's a market so if they said hey let's take one of our titles Let's take one of our titles and let's. We don't think this is going to do well for a retail release. We want this to be a small release. We're going to sell it on our own site only uh, and we'll see how it goes. And they've done this before. Pokemon Box on GameCube is only sold on PokemonCenter.com. So they've done this before. Uh, Only release it on their website. We're going to do it in a small order. Let's see how it goes. Now they're the distributor themselves. So they don't pay anybody else, they don't pay Best Buy or Walmart. And it, you know, on a smaller title let see how it goes. They would be making money. But what do they do instead? They release the Mario 3D All-Stars, and they release the Fire Emblem 1 translation, and then they remove them digitally or after they release them physically or physically without a game card in there as well with Fire okay. Emblem. And yeah, and they, they just take them away off the digital store. They are literally saying we don't want any more of your money. Again, they are Nintendo of America is so out of touch with everybody. They could do this. They could bring that Fire Emblem back as a physical cart limited to their website, where say we're going to have small printing of this, thirty nine ninety nine for a five dollar download. That thing will sell out in in a seconds, yeah. and they'll be like, wow, we're making we're making so much profit from this. Because A, they they make the carts. So they, they they pay less, you know, cost them less to produce the carts. They have people that do the, the artwork. And you know, you're only going to get an outer art with white inler, So, and, and they own yeah. the cases. So, you're going to, it's probably going to cost them like five bucks to make it, sell it for 40 bucks. They're making $35 profit. They're going to charge you shipping. So, you're, they're not going to eat anything on the shipping. They're going to make 35 bucks instant money.
0: It, money.
1: It literally prints it itself. So, Nintendo <laughs> of America, out of touch. They could be doing this. They could be raking up. They've got smaller titles that they could do this with. Uh, uh, the part-time UFO they could do this with. The Famicom Detective Clubs they could do this with. They could do yeah. this with, with a lot of their smaller titles and be making a killer, and they're just not doing it.
0: I mean, honestly, they just may not be interested in the small market right now and the small-scale market because they're just Printed in the millions of copies instead of the thousands of copies.
1: You're you're right.
0: Yeah. It's just, I mean, it kind of goes in alignment with what you said, like removing. Moving down the minimums from 5000 to 3000 they would be making a couple hundred thousand dollars. Same thing with that, they'd make a few yeah, hundred thousand dollars.
1: It's, it's, they don't really look at the small fry, they look at the, the big fish in the ocean. And the, and, the sad thing and the is
0: facilities to get you there to that point, too. Like the, all the different cogs they'd have to have to manage that is like the wild of them, which is weird. But if they did
1: the stuff for the small fry, too, in that regards, it's a lot of good faith. Yeah. And they getting that good faith. And again, if you're a digital gamer, there's nothing wrong with that. You just don't care about it. You you can get the games digitally. You're fine. They're they're happy serving you, except for those few games that they've decided to remove digitally completely. But if, if for the physical collectors, it's kind of their way of saying, look, we understand. Here's what we're going to do. We, they can make it a whole new line, like Nintendo Classics or Nintendo Minis or or whatever they want to call minis. it. Whatever they want to call it. Uh, you know, whatever they want to call it my point is is they can make a whole special line for it number them if they want make it specifically for collectors and they would sell like crazy and they would do a lot of goodwill with, with customers uh, as long as they prevented bots if, if they did a limited number or they could do an open pre-order Imagine, hey, look, we decided to do Fire Emblem and it sold, uh, you know, 500,000 copies because a lot of people want to do it. And they print 500,000 copies at this 35 buck profit times 500,000. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Just saying. Then they're leaving it on the table, especially that game, because that game you can't even get digitally anymore. I don't even think I don't even know if the code works in the physical, if that still works or not. (laughs) It might not even
0: work. So Barry. Yes. What um New Year's resolutions do you
1: have? Oh, we're done with predictions already.
0: Well, I mean, you just went off on a tirade. He right <laughs> <on Nintendo. laughs> did just went <laughs> off for the last twenty minutes. So I'm saying that.
1: <laughs> well, I thought we, I thought figure we were gonna do more predictions, but we, I mean, we can do resolutions.
0: We could talk games. Um We could talk games because part of my New Year's resolution will be within the game, I guess. But um all right, so let's do right. game predictions, then we'll do New Year's resolutions. Um, okay. Mine obviously is that we're going to see Breath of the Wild 2 by the holidays. I don't think we're going to see it earlier. I think we're going to see it by the holidays. And I don't mean like holiday release. It'll be released beforehand. So that way they can have it in stock for like Black Friday sales and things like that. To pick up new Nintendo Switch consoles that are, you know, like I predicted, themed for Breath of the Wild 2. So there'll be like a Breath of the Wild 2 console um, in Nintendo's wisdom, they probably won't bundle the game with it, which they're, no. they yeah, I don't know why they don't do that, but they won't. Crazy, right. but but there's mine that is super super safe. Um, my non-safe is that, and it goes against what Nintendo does with one Zelda a year, is that we're also going to see either the Wind Waker and or Twilight Princess. All right. Well,
1: I was gonna say I'm gonna I want to be wrong on this um i'm purposely saying this prediction to be wrong but i want to be wrong but i do not think we're going to see breath of the wild 2 this year uh despite one of
0: us is going to be right right
1: i think i think we're going to see breath of the wild 2 push back to 2023 to do what they did with breath of the wild where it launches on switch and switch 2 at the same time and to fill that quota of one zelda a year we're going to see the wind waker and twilight princess hd ports uh to, to make that quota for one zelda a year that's what so I could,
0: think. so we could both be right in one or both be wrong, too. Yes. yeah uh, So okay, so, so gonna I gonna think be, some, somehow Barry, we're gonna be wrong on all accounts. I don't know how <laughs> gonna, like how we, like one of us said yes or one of us said no, we're still
1: wrong. I don't get it. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is gonna be like Breath of the Wild Two needs more development. We're pushing it to twenty twenty four and nothing's Breath, coming Breath out. of the
0: Wild Two cancelled. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> god,
1: there. no. No. Damn uh, pit, no. I, I think in terms of Zelda, that's it. I think I think, in terms of just a bold prediction for games that I'm, I'm hope I'm right, but I'm probably going to be like, oh look, yeah, I was wrong completely. Is you know, one again, I, will, I hope for is we're going to see an IP comeback that that we haven't seen. And I don't count Metroid here because Metroid just had a game, Metroid Prime Four, we know is in development, and the, the trilogy. So, what's
0: the, what's the one IP you want from Nintendo? I got one. I got one.
1: I think I would personally love. To see, you know, I, everyone goes, you know, F Zero, Star Fox, which I would love to see, of course.
0: Love to see Star Fox Zero get the right treatment. That'd be cool. Uh, um, that possibility. But, but that's not what I want to see come back. I'll um, say it every year. I've had a prediction every year that I want. I don't think I said it last year because JP skipped me. Mine,
1: mine, it. mine. I is, if I had to pick one IP though, uh, and bring back. For a new thing. I know JP would say Golden Sun because that's what Golden he Golden
0: Sun! This year.
1: Um, and I wouldn't mind Golden Sun. Golden Sun was great, but I would say Star Tropics.
0: Yep. Uh, 100%. That's what I always said every year Star Tropics. I have it CIB right here. Sorry? Star- <laughs> yeah, if we could see it a Star Tropics, either just a re- remastered, like in HD, kind of like what they did with um, uh, Wonder Boy, that'd be amazing. Or they just do a brand new game, Nintendo would probably do a 3. Plan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So well, he,
1: here's one thing about StarTropics, which has a negative um, thing going for it. Back in the NES day, um, there was you – know, because the video game industry was so – in its infancy, really, if you think about it. Uh, and they were still trying to figure out the Japanese and the American market. As Americans, we did not get a lot of games like Final Fantasy 2 II and 3. We did not get over here, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo had to bring over Dragon Quest as Dragon Warrior be- to-, to get it over here. Um, we didn't get Mario 2. We got Doki Doki Panic as Mario 2. Um, Star Tropics. And Star Tropics Two: Zoda's Revenge were both developed by American developers, and only for the American mm-hmm. audiences. Japan did not get those. I don't know if they ever did, or but but they were not released on the Famicom because they were like these games are more for Americans, not for Japanese. So right. Nintendo like Secret of, of Japan, yes, yeah, Secret of Evermore, and the SNES is another example. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest as well. Um, that came to the that did Japan that did go to Japan eventually.
0: USA nerds,
1: um, but but Nintendo of Japan honestly probably doesn't even realize star tropics exists or care about star tropics in any way shape or form
0: they're not they're not nostalgic for it exactly yep
1: so yeah it's very unlikely but that's what i always want
0: that's the wish prediction yeah i'm i'm in alignment with the like star tropics was such a unique system and you had the whole puzzle-based grid system inside the dungeons and it was really fun so good so as long as as long as they actually do it right physically and you have a letter in there, you have to put it the water.
1: Right? Absolutely, you have to. If you don't
0: if you don't have some kind of physical code book inside the physical, then just give it to premium edition and we'll publish it. Just let us. <laughs> like, come on, I would, people. I would love to do Star Tropics
1: Collection with a Star Tropics Three. Heck, I, I'm still hoping Mike Jones appears in the next Smash Brothers
0: <laughs> with his yo-yo yeah. and baseball bat. and <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think it was too similar to um to NES. Ness. Ness. He could have just been a mirror fighter. You know what I mean? Like it would have been okay.
1: At least some kind of representation. Get, you know, Crescent Island as a stage. Yeah, something good. Like, or, yeah. So it's or use that time travel element from Zelda Two and have like a time traveling stage.
0: Hmm. So New Year's resolution, Barry.
1: Um, my New Year's more resolution.
0: Because we always gotta play more games.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously, but but uh, my New Year's resolution actually doesn't have to do with the Nintendo Switch. Um, pretty much, I've been doing these mini marathons and stuff through over the past two years. And last year, I actually planned three marathons. I only did two because a, not enough time, and b, we had some really good games come out. Uh, I did Devil May Cry to start the year, and I did Rompa in the middle of the year. But I had always planned to do the Yakuza marathon. So, I
0: thought you were running marathons, Barry, and I would have said, "Be careful out there with COVID." No, 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 gaming I was like, you said non-gaming or not? When I mean, you said not switch I figured it was not switch. <laughs> no, like, it's not video games. he's going to run. He's going to run half marathons. Awesome, Barry. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, I'm a sprinter, not a runner. I I, I can't do distance. Um, uh... but but uh. I've never got a chance to do the Yakuza's. I've heard good things about them. You know, I've heard people clamor for them to come to the Switch, which would be great. Oh but I'm going to at least try and do one Yakuza game this year, starting with Zero. So my, my my New Year's resolution too is to at least play and beat, or at least play enough of, to say I'm not into the series. You you know, if it doesn't grip me, uh, Yakuza Zero.
0: Nice. My my one non-switch game I do want to play and beat Ghost of Tsushima. I got the oh, definitive edition. I got the definitive edition for the PS5, and That's I bought so it specifically funny. as the only game I've bought so that way I could play it. Um, so. If I if I somehow am able to beat it in a reasonable time, which isn't going to happen because we already talked about all the crap. We're <laughs> now. Um, but if I did, then I want to move on to Horizon because I haven't played either, and the new one's coming. So, like, I haven't played it. So, like, I played it very little when it first came out, when Breath of the Wild did. And I just hadn't really <clears throat> jumped down that rabbit hole. And they're all great games. Yes. There's so many amazing masterpieces. I haven't played Tales of Arise. I haven't bought it yet. So, like, there's That's infinite great. games.
1: Infinite. I haven't.
0: No, I mean, I work 60-hour-a-week job on top of all the crazy projects we're working on. So, it's not like I got time.
1: So. Of I didn't do the DLC that was added after, but I beat the main storyline and, and yeah. did the whole map. I like, did 100% of the map. Like It was just, mm-hmm. it gripped me, but what helped was my wife and I, we both love Japanese culture, and mm-hmm. she was oh, gripped yeah. into it. So she was like, what do you want to watch tonight Like during our, our couple time where we usually watch watch a movie or something. It's like, no, we'll just play more ghosts, Shima. might want to watch more. Uh, mm-hmm. just just got into it because of that. Like this all the, uh, the, the
0: time Barry. Sport. No. <laughs> I wish. Lucky. It you. took me
1: a little while. But yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. how I was able to I was able to merge, you know, family time and game time together. So that helps.
0: Well and and so that is my major obstacle, which is why the Switch is perfect, is that, you know, the PS5's on the main TV and you know we're usually watching something on with the ps5 on tv so that's usually occupied and then that's when i'm jumping on my switch backlog and i mean obviously one of them is is i need to play and beat some of the games in my backlog i probably want to try to at least beat two or three major games in my backlog this year i mean i haven't really like last year i was able to knock out a couple but Mm -hmm. um like hyperlight drifter and, and a couple but like I, I would like to I got a whole backlog section sitting over here and I would like to knock out a few of those. It'd be amazing because I just most of my games I'm playing are for premium edition. So whether it be the games that we've signed or testing a multitude of games that we may potentially sign, it's, it's a very uh, it t- takes a lot of time when I'm doing that with production. Um, the fact that Series 3 is already done. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not taking pre-orders it means I have some time right now to play stuff, but I'm also working on books. So I'll basically this weekend, I'll be playing some games. Um, I've been trying to beat murder by numbers for like a little bit now. So I'm, I eventually, I play that on the side though, while we're watching TV. It's just, yeah that's just p cross so. we'll see
1: that's that's like you know I, I plan to hopefully enjoy nintendo's offerings you know we got bayonetta 3 this year which is one i'm looking forward to and hopefully something xenoblade is rumored to be this year which i'll i'll be playing um yeah. but but then there's also you know stuff for review um sure. Like, like actual review for Nintendo Fuse that I have to do, yeah. and then there's, of course, games for us to review for future series. So, like, that stuff takes priority. So there's already games mm-hmm. that I, I have to review for Nintendo Fuse that I have to play, and that I'm working on, like, in the background, uh, because right now it's at least a little slower period where there's nothing big coming out. So it's... Uh, it's it's constant, you know. It's a constant thing of what what you're going to play, and you can you can make the biggest plans in the world, and then something drops in your lap, or or, or sometimes a a game you're not expecting drops in your lap. Uh, like for me last year, it was uh, Shadowverse. I didn't expect it, and boom, there was a hundred hours of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I actually have that sitting there in the backlog, and eventually. You know, when I beat every other amazing game, because when I have games like Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima or whatever you say it in my backlog, like there are some amazing games out there. Like I haven't even gotten to Jedi Fallen Order yet. Like it's like I played through, I played through the very first hour of that game. Like that's those are amazing games that just need to be experienced and I just don't have the time. I think there's a rumor of a second one coming out. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's no way that they're not going to continue some of these major franchises. I mean, it's Star Wars and it was highly thought upon. So. Yeah, it's crazy, this man. I wish we had more time. Um, eventually, you know, we'll we'll all be retired and too old because our hands won't work anymore and then we'll be sad. <laughs> God, yeah, that'd be terrible. I got arthritis in my thumbs now. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I have all these games lined up and waiting. That's where like, I'm just trying to make stuff happen as I can because, um, but my focus and my passion is all of the creation. I enjoy that so much that I am okay. If I can't get to every single game I want to get to, cause I'm able to create more games for premium or more books for the people enjoy. It's fun. It's enjoyable. That's Animals the benefit TV. of
1: having multiple hobbies.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's the best part is, is like working on design. And then if I get writer's block for a book, I can work on the layout of another book or I can move around and then with the games, I mean, oh darn, we gotta play games for premium. Darn. So disappointed. <laughs> like it's fine. Like great game that we just played was amazing. It's like, heck yeah. We get to talk to the developers and tell them how much we love it. It's awesome.
1: That's that's one of the best parts is getting to talk to the developers and find out the stories behind it and the, the passion behind it. Like I love Cathedral. I absolutely love that game, and I love it so much more after doing the interview with the developers and uh, posting it out, and I hope, hope you all had a chance to watch that, because I think when you know the story and the passion behind a game, it just makes you appreciate the game that much more, at least in my eyes.
0: And I thought it was funny, because I get to call you out on the episode, that you didn't realize that all was in the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, somebody I somebody asked in chat. And I saw it pop up because I see it pop up as alerts. I only have ours on for Discord for alerts, and I see bears. I didn't realize that. I'm like, really? Like she has a profile picture and everything, and then she disappears.
1: I didn't realize because I never played Awa. Oh,
0: so okay. That's yeah. why. Yeah, it's super funny though. Like it's like somebody one of the you know one of the fans in the in the Discord was like, yeah, that's awesome seeing. Main character for Owl, yeah, she just basically says, Hey, I'm about to go do weird things in a weird land and like runs off. And that's the only section, a couple seconds you get from her. Like, it's just funny. It's it's in the first town, right? At the very beginning. Yeah. 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 I,
1: I remember it happening. I just didn't remember who, I didn't know who she was because oh, I, I played, didn't play Alwa. I played the first
0: Owl of her. I can't remember if it was for Playcast a while ago or something. We played the first Owl. Maybe it was just in the homebrew community. Could be the homebrew. Interesting though, but yeah, it was really funny though. I was like, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, you know, oh, that's crazy. the quirks of being. You know, if you join Discord, you get to see these wonderful moments.
0: <laughs> oh, they're always fun. Um, so should we wrap things up, Barry? I gotta go. For yeah. my Daughter here a little bit, and we're going snack hunting.
1: Ooh, snacks. snack hunting sounds good.
0: Yeah, that's our Friday routine. We're gonna keep that going for 2020.
1: You should absolutely keep that going. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, where can they find you then, Jeff?
0: They can find me um, on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. I'll be continually updating our website, PremaditionGames.com, when we're doing different pre-orders and things. Our second chance sale, we have, I think, two copies of the retro of Fission Dev and four copies of the standard left. Um, maybe there might be less now cause I haven't checked, uh, since I, you know, I've been home from work today, but, um, yeah, they're very low with what we have left for the second chance sale. And then from there on out, we'll have copies at conventions. Um, we'll be going, as we mentioned, anything goes expo and Waco, Texas in February. Right. Yeah. So make, make <laughs> sure that,
1: uh, you get those copies in because, God, I can't believe it's that few left. You know, Pigeon Dev is a great collection, and you don't want to miss out. But as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse, and you can always find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord, where you can hear me talk about how I didn't realize that was Awa in Cathedral uh, and other <laughs> fun things. But yeah, join artists in Discord. Uh, we love to chat and we love to just you know build that community it's such a great community shout out to everybody in there you guys are all awesome and uh you could always find me at the premium edition game support email as well should you have any issues arise
0: awesome thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time have
1: a good one